Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute, episode number 68. And today we are talking about step number four in the five pre-steps of food safety planning. And we are going to be drawing process flow diagrams. Buckle up, buttercup. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Proofing Box and the recording of the podcast. We have a great episode for you today. For uh, those of you who are joining us on the Proofing Box, we're so happy that you are here. And if you are not on the Proofing Box, get yourself over to Facebook and type in the proofing box on the search page and come on over and join us. This is where we talk about all things building wealth and community in food businesses. Thanks to everybody who's joined in the past week. I am super glad that you are here. So I am back. I uh, was traveling the past two Thursdays, so I was not doing Facebook Lives for the podcast. And if you were listening to the podcast, we did uh, Book Yourself Solid episodes one and two of four. So those episodes will be coming, those other episodes will be coming out as I have more travel and things like that. I've been making some really good plans for the podcast. We're going to have some other pre-recorded interviews where we talk to people about like I'm going to start doing interviews this year with some of my fellow coaches because I feel like there's so much mindset management information out there and it is so incredibly important to the work we do in food manufacturing that I want to broaden everybody's horizons. And I also want to give you the chance to hear from other coaches and know that I'm not like the only person who talks like this and says, hey, let's manage our minds because we can do so much more. So anyway, I want to thank you so much for spending your time with us. This is going to be an absolutely incredible episode for a lot of different reasons. Not the least of which is we are going to be answering one of my favorite questions I ever ask my clients, which is uh, after we ask, what do you make? So we already did that on a couple of podcasts ago. Then the question is, how do you make it? <laughs> All right. And that's what we're going to be asking today. But before we dive into the podcast, I want to tell you a story of what I have been doing uh, this past weekend, what I did this past weekend. So as many of you know and who listen, uh, I was at NC Choices, the North Carolina meat conference this past fall. And while I was there, I met a guy named John Jackson, and he runs Stag Vets and Comfort Farms down in Milledgeville, Georgia. Now, many of y'all know I am actually part of the Bulldog Nation. My wonderful veterinary degree came from the wonderful veterinary school and my amazing professors at the University of Georgia. And so when John started talking to me, he's like, you should come down to the Pied du Mont Boucherie in, in January on Martin Luther King Day. And I was like, um, <laughs> because heretofore, I've, I've spent a lot of time trying not to be in Georgia, but we got it all worked out. And I ended up going down to Milledgeville, Georgia this past 
weekend. And to say that it was a transformational weekend would be an understatement. So John set up Comfort Farms. It's named after the captain he served with, who was killed in action. Um, and his farm is all about the community of veterans that he is seeking to serve. And we as veterans got together this weekend at the farm and we had a bouchette. So for those of you who don't know what that is, it's a food and wine festival. We were on his farm and we slaughtered animals and we talked about what that means. And it's an incredibly moving experience. You can find a lot of pictures on Instagram. So go follow us all on Instagram. And I met some really, truly incredible people and other veterans who are working in food. And I got to teach the stuff that I, I, I love to teach. Like there, folks, there's like nothing I love more than standing over a carcass and explaining how to do whole carcass utilization, whether it's a rabbit or a pig or um, we slaughtered a rooster for heaven's sakes. And we talked about whole animal, whole carcass utilization in a rooster. It was amazing. I love doing that stuff. I absolutely love it. Yes, it was cold and damp and all that sort of stuff, but like whatever. It was super fun connecting with people. And I had a lot of really, I got a lot of really amazing writing done while I was in my, while I was in my hotel. So I'm gonna give a shout out to the Holiday Inn Express in Milledgeville, Georgia for putting this all up for free because they're amazing. So thank you very much. And the work that I did this weekend is going to truly transform my business because I had a thought. My thought was, and I've shared this with some of my veteran friends, is that if you build the community, the wealth will come. And I think that is true of my business, and I think that is true of your business. You know, there are so many of us who are who are so spastic, and I've totally been there about bringing the money in, and I totally get it. I mean, you know, there is nothing more fun than, like, paying your bills and sleeping at night. <laughs> I'm a big believer in that, okay? And that's why we talk about building wealth and building community. If you're freaking out about how you're paying your bills, it's very hard to build community. Okay. But that's where mind management comes in. And we're going to be diving into this in the podcast a lot this year. So just hold on to your horses. We've got the topic we're talking about today, but um, we're going to be, we, this is the year of building wealth and community and look for, look for some really crazy um, announcements. One's coming in this episode. Uh, we're, I'm going to be doing a lot of things with, with people this year. Based on the thought, if you build the community, the wealth will come, okay? Folks, we are rock stars at what we do. We make amazing food. My company helps people in amazing ways, and so does yours. And going out there and being that story is worth it. And building the community around that story is totally worth it. And so this year, you're going to see me doing that with my business. And I am throwing out to the universe that I am a rock star at what I do. And there is truly nobody better at coaching food companies than me. Okay. And where the rubber meets the road with that is in total revenue and growing my total revenue and in growing my community. So after going to the Boucherie this weekend and talking with some of my veteran friends, people who I've known since I've been associated with the Farmer Veteran Coalition for a very long time now, <laughs> and I, um, I am 
just so grateful that I can make this announcement today. I am so grateful to the veterans that I know that are working in food, to my fellow veterans who, who most of us put on a uniform when nobody else would. I mean, yeah, sure, some of us got drafted for Vietnam, but we, we haven't had the draft in very long, in a long, long time, and we're probably never gonna have the draft again, God willing. Fewer than 1% of people put on the uniform, uh, and it's interesting, fewer than 1% of entrepreneurial enterprises last after a year. Veterans have a much better statistic of surviving after a year, but not mu that much better. Uh, and I'm working to I'm working to change that for our veterans who are working in food. So this week today, I am announcing a pretty much unheard of offer in the service industry that I work in. So as many of you all know, the um, food consulting industry is 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 pretty driven by a couple of really big companies and then a lot of people like me who are out there serving our our niche markets and things like that and and i've heard you all and it can be expensive and i'm not that upset that food safety consulting can be expensive not the least of which it's because i worked really hard to be a rock star at what i do and there's really nobody better but also because you value what you pay for okay and you know that but I also have a degree in economics and I'm 100% certain that people always put a dollar value on the things that they pay for. They just agree with me about what that dollar value is. So for my veterans community, I am going to allow y'all to determine what that dollar value is. My membership product, my flagship product, the proofing box, which is 100% online, okay? If you are a veteran and you know me, or you can get referred by somebody who knows me, you can come into my membership for a price of pay what you think it is worth. You can pay me yearly, you can pay me monthly. I'll be sending you emails monthly about what we're doing in the next month uh, with a PayPal link. Like seriously, you pay anything, I am not kidding, and you can come in. Because there are lots of ways to build wealth and community. And the if we build the community and we talk to each other about how we are building food safety, how we are managing our minds to build the businesses of our dreams, we will create the world that we want to live in. So my fellow veterans, if you are listening to this or you know somebody, you know a veteran or a Gold Star family uh, who would benefit from being part of my membership, get in contact with me. Book a call, okay? And you will uh, be able to come into the membership for the price of pay me what you think it is worth. All right, that's how I honor what my fellow veterans have done. This is going to change everything, guys. It's going to be amazing. And I am like, I'm like practically getting choked up <laughs> thinking about how we are going to be building community around building the businesses we were always meant to build, building the, the communities out in our rural areas driven by veterans who are creating jobs. You know, every for every job you create on a farm, seven jobs are created in your community. For every dollar spent with a local business, 46 cents stays in the community. These are meaningful numbers. These mean something. 
And I want to tell you, I truly believe that every single farm out there, every single family farm out there, y'all can manage your minds to work with people to build million dollar businesses. I am saying it today. It is the 23rd of January, 2020. And I think by the end of this decade, the million dollar family farm and the million dollar local processing plant will be the norm in our communities. Okay, I don't care where you live here in the United States. I think that it is totally possible. And I think we can be the engine of creating that. And I am putting a stake in the ground today with our veterans and saying, if that is what your dream is, uh, join me and pay me what you think it's worth. All right. So that's what I've got. This is, this is like nothing else out there. So signal boost it, my friends, and tell people to get in touch with me. This is by referral only. So you can't just send me an email and say, hey, I'm a veteran. I will not be checking DD-214s, by the way. Um, I don't want to keep track of that information. I don't want you to send it to me. So you have to know me. And if you don't know me, join the proofing box, participate in the proofing box, get um, to build a relationship with me. And, um, and then come on into the program because it really it truly is life-changing okay so that's what we got at the top of the podcast and so now that you know how committed I am to creating results out in the world I want you during this podcast to commit to results about understanding what process flow diagramming is, all right, how to do it and why it's important, okay? <laughs> so when we talk about results, we always talk about creating health, wealth, and relationships. And when you do process flow diagramming well, you are really mostly creating better relationships at work because it is a method of communication. And the better we communicate at work, uh, uh, the better relationships we really, really have. So please let me help you with that. This is going to be probably one of those uh, episodes where you need to get a pen and paper and because I will, you know, the um, uh, spoiler alert, the call to action will be to process flow diagram something. And I promise you need a pen and paper for that. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for committing to this process, committing to these results. And let's get it done or get her done, as we say in the army. So we always talk about building assets. So you want to build a million dollar business, right? You have to do it with the assets that you have. There are six assets in your business that I talk about all the time. And the first one is the mind, your own mindset, the mindset of management. The second one is the mindset of your employees. And then we talk about the trust and credibility that you create with your um, it, like with, with your stakeholders, whoever those those people may be. Then the next asset is the products that you make, whether it's the actual food or a clean facility or a clean slicer or whatever the heck you're, you're talking about. There are lots of different products in your, in, 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 in your food production. Then the fifth uh, um, asset is your process. And today we are really building process. Your pro I mean, it's called a process flow diagram. <laughs> so your process flow diagram is actually a product of your business as well as a process. So that's two of the six. And then of course the sixth one is your uh, facilities and capital equipment and things. And very often, this cracks me up, very often people are like, hey doc, I want to get this tray pack line. I want to get this new packaging machine. I want to get this slicer. And I'm like, cool, how are you going to use it? Have you written the HACCP plan first? Have you put it in your process flow diagram? 
The answer is invariably no. And I will just tell you, you are going to do better when you think first and buy second. So allow these, like all of this intro to the five free steps of food safety planning, of which we're doing step four, process flow diagramming is step four. Um, allow this to let you think first and buy second, because I promise you it is way cheaper. Because I talk about making million dollar businesses, but Making a million dollar business when you spend $2 million is not actually what we're going for, okay? We are talking about a million dollar business that's wicked profitable, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, um, so it's not just total revenue that matters, it's like actual profitability, all right? So think first, buy second, my friends. So when, when you do that, that is how you actually create your company culture. When we declare what results we want in the universe, that is the creation of your company culture. And when I started doing the proofing box, when I came up with this last summer, I looked at this and I instantly knew I could map a company culture, okay? The way forward for you, the way forward in whatever business you are in is through a superb company culture. And you have so many opportunities to create that company culture. And your, your uh, process flow diagramming is, is one of those opportunities. And so how you do this and how you do your process flow diagramming is how you do everything, okay? And that is your, comp your company culture. It is the measure of your company culture. All right, and so the results that we are looking for is a followable process that makes sense, that is how it actually works out on the floor. And this creates better communication. It creates your process. It creates trust and credibility. And it increases, so like the overall result is much better relationships between you and your stakeholders. And you can understand how that builds assets. Like it literally builds, you're, we are literally building assets three, four, and five when we do this, okay? The product of the result that you are trying to create is the process flow diagram itself, okay? And you can see what a, pro, like a, a basic process flow diagram looks like in the, I think they're called the favicon, I don't know, maybe not, um, but the, um, what the actual process flow diagram looks like in the picture I put associated with um, uh, the event advertisement for the podcast. They're very simple and people really very much like to overcomplicate them. And in order to not overcomplicate it, I'm going to walk you through the mindset management that I do, and I'm going to be introducing a couple of new acronyms. So y'all are already familiar with the STRIVE acronym. Well, I figured out some other questions to ask. Okay. And I ask questions of my mind because, as Byron Katie says, the questioned mind is the kind mind. The more we can question our minds and what we are thinking, the better our lives are going to be. Because as Voltaire says, doubt is uncomfortable, but certainty is moronic. <laughs> okay. And... And so when we question our minds and we question what it is that we are doing, what results we are creating, we are much more likely to buy into our own process, all right? And you are going to create the asset of managing your own mind by questioning your mind. I know that sounds like crazy out there, but I promise it isn't. I have really done amazing things by questioning my own mind. All right, so with that, 
I want to ask you a series of questions um, as we approach process flow diagramming. All right. And the first acronym I'm going to introduce you to, the first new one, I suppose, is water. All right. And water, um, the, the, the W stands for what do I want? Okay. What do you want? Like, do you want to increase like your relationships and do you want to have a process flow diagram? Do you want to have a HACCP plan? Like, what do you want, folks? Uh, knowing what you want and like going after what you want is what, and like what I, I mean, what you want, not what everybody else wants for you, like what you want, what is that interior conversation? Okay. And let's just throw out there what you really want for the purposes of this podcast is like an accurate process flow diagram. The A stands for act. When I, when I know that's what I want, how do I act? Okay. And when you are acting in a way that actually, that actually moves you forward, you are taking massive action, then you can be pretty sure the next question uh, will come pretty easily. The T in water stands for true. Is it true that you want it? Is it true that you are acting in a way to create what you want? Because a lot of times it isn't. If you are procrastinating and you say, I want a, I don't know, I, I, I want a HACCP plan, and you never actually do the work, my guess to you is, is it's not actually true that you want a HACCP plan. The very first step in managing your mind is telling your own self the truth. And whatever you want is totally okay. It's totally okay. Want what you want. It's totally fine. All right? There are ways to be in the universe there are people, did you know there are people in the universe who have never heard of food safety planning? They don't want it. They don't care about it. You can be that person. Well, of course, you can't be somebody who's never heard of food safety planning, but, um, you know, just, just, just be aware of what you want. People want to avoid pain and go towards pleasure. All right. Um, and, and what is it that you want within that context? It's totally fine. Tell yourself the truth. All right. So the E in water is what are you building evidence around? So the minute you start asking yourself, um, am I telling myself the truth? You will start building evidence and that evidence will actually make you feel a certain way. All right. You will find reasons that you want what you want. Okay. You will find reasons to run away from what you say you want. If it's something you don't really um, want, you can build evidence in lots and lots and lots of ways. You can build evidence around how process flow diagramming is really wicked hard, or you can build evidence around how it's totally doable and you can do this because you are in possession of a pen, a paper, and a brain. <laughs> okay. And then the R in water is results. What results do you have like right now? All right. And by asking those questions, you can figure out like how you are acting in the world. And this is incredibly important. These, these five questions, I guess they are, um, help you really understand where you are right now, where you are right now. Okay. And if where you are right now is, is you don't have a HACCP plan written, you haven't done any of the work. All right. Then let's come up with a problem statement and move on to strive. All right. And this, and, and the strive, you know, a problem statement is I'm completely overwhelmed by writing a HACCP plan right? Because that's true of most of you. That's why a lot of you come to me is you're completely overwhelmed. And I get it. First, it can be overwhelming. I was overwhelmed the first time I, I was I was sitting. I, was, I totally remember I was sitting in um, in San Antonio at, um, at Fort Sam Houston. And I, oh my God, I had the worst heat rash. <sighs> I do not recommend 
San Antonio in August. I just, let me tell you, the longest three months of my life were June, July, and August in San Antonio, Texas during Officer Basic and, and my uh, veterinary officer training. Um, and I just, I so remember we were sitting in this classroom and we were talking with a warrant officer. And if any of y'all know warrant officers, they are like the uber nerds of whatever it is that they do. I mean, they're amazing and we love them, but in the veterinary core, they are like the hardcore food safety people. They know everything. Like I worked with one warrant officer who had been doing this for 27 years. Like, oh my God, <laughs> he'd been doing it practically as long as I'd been alive at that point. And they were teaching us HACCP, okay? And this is like breathing to them. It's kind of, I mean, it's like it is to me now, right? And I so remember being so overwhelmed sitting in that classroom. My feet hurt. My uniform was uncomfortable. I totally had heat rash. Um, and I was like, oh my God, I went to four years of vet school and I'm learning how to write HACCP plans. What have I done with myself? I had at that point been away from my husband for like 10 weeks and we had been married for I think 13 at that point. <laughs> it was challenging, believe me, I get it, all right? but. But, you know, like we all got over it and I made a career out of it. So um, where do you stand now? All right. And what is your problem statement? If your problem statement is, is I'm overwhelmed by writing a HACCP plan, then that's just your problem statement. It doesn't mean anything is going wrong. So let's do a Strive analysis on that. So the first question is in Strive is safe. Are you safe? Are you physically safe? to deal with the overwhelm and write the HACCP plan? And my guess is for most of you, the answer is yes, um, all right. Are you financially safe? Do you think it's gonna take too much time? It's gonna take too much money? Well, if you're a veteran, I certainly answered that question for you. Uh, and then uh, if, you're, if you're not, um, the, you can, I mean, like you can, with, with the stuff that I'm doing, with all the stuff I have out there, you can probably get your HACCP planning for free. All right, so do you feel financially safe? Now, most of that is not how much money are you expending, but how much time are you expending? And you think your time can be spent um, doing something more profitable than writing your HACCP plan. So just, just like, be honest with yourself about what you think about um, uh, your financial safety. Are you emotionally safe to write a HACCP plan? Are you afraid that once you write a HACCP plan, you have written it down forever and ever, amen, and terrible things will happen if you stray from your HACCP plan? Uh, a lot of people are afraid of that, and I totally get it. <laughs> okay, just be honest with yourself. All right, the T in the STRIVE stands for trained. Are you actually trained to write a HACCP plan? If not, sign up for my HACCP course or listen to the podcasts. Um, because if you're not trained to write a HACCP plan, it's kind of hard to write a HACCP plan, all right? And and I most everybody needs formal training. There, are, I have met a couple of people who have done this off the bat with no formal training. But if you're doing this for meat and poultry inspection, you do actually have to have formal training. So why don't you come on into the, why don't you come on into the meat and poultry HACCP course? And you can always ask, you know, like, you can ask questions and um, I will send you the link on uh, on what uh, Meet and Poultry Hassett course is. Okay, so uh, respect. Do you respect the process? You may not. Um, okay, I find this a lot and the answer to respect is no. Okay, have you invested the time, talent, and treasure? Well, if you're afraid of how much it's going to cost or how much time it's going to take, if you don't respect the process and you think it's bunk, then um, no, you really haven't invested your time, talent, and treasure in doing it. That's the I in Strive. And then the V is value. And the question is, do you value it? Okay. You may not value it in the short term, but do you value 
what it, the results writing a HACCP plan will bring you. Okay, what are, if you could open up your mind, all right, imagine you are running that million dollar business and it all starts with you sitting down and writing your HACCP plan, writing your food safety plan. What if today is the day that your million dollar business starts? Would you value the freedom that having FU money will bring you because you're gonna start a massively profitable business? Think about that. Think about how you can learn how to value. I mean, this, it's a learnable skill to value a HACCP plan, I promise, because just about everybody I've taught has learned the skill of valuing it, not just writing the HACCP plan. And then the question is, is are you empowered to stand in uh, fear and discomfort and failure to actually get it done, to say, I understand that I'm overwhelmed and I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, all right, ask yourself those questions. When you have asked yourself those questions, notice how much compassion you are creating for yourself by telling yourself the truth. Um, okay, and then let's move into the third acronym, which is LIGHT. This is another new acronym for y'all on the podcast. Okay, I'll be doing individual podcasts about water and light. I've already done it on Strive. I'll probably do it again. Um, but now that you know this, okay, um, the L in LIGHT stands for look. Look around. What do you notice? What do you notice? What are, you know, when I'm, I was just writing my March, finishing up my March workbook for the membership group. And we're asking the question about the eight ways of lean. Look around. Are you um, engaging in the eight ways of lean? And we have other podcasts. Go listen to the other podcasts about that. Are you engaged in those eight ways of lean? Look around and observe. Uh, okay. Then I want you to ask, answer, ask yourself, what is your integrity? The I in light stands for integrity. Now, I don't approach your gut feeling the same way everybody else does. Because you know what? Your gut can be wrong. Okay. Your gut can say, like, I promise you, my gut says, Dear Lord, I desperately want a cheese pizza with marinara sauce. Okay, my gut desperately wants that when, when I see pizza. But you know what I can't digest? Tomatoes. And so my gut might very much want that in the instant, but the minute that tomato hits my belly, in about 20 minutes, I will be yakking it back up. Uh, because the long-term plan for my gut does not include the digestion of tomatoes, no matter what it wants in the short term. All right, so that is a graphic, um, but illustrative um, example of integrity. Your integrity might not be what you think it is. Okay, I, what my, you know, what feels good in the moment, it feels like, oh, this is super in my integrity, um, might not be in line with your true integrity of building the business that you were meant to build. Okay, and one of the ways that you can check yourself on that is by asking the next question. The G in light stands for gentle. Is your answer gentle? Now, I know this is a complex question for us to ask ourselves. We don't ask it enough. We're not nearly nice enough to ourselves, and I'm as guilty of that as, ever, as anybody. By asking myself, is the answer to my question, is the problem, the answer to whatever problem I'm trying to solve, is it gentle, or does it frame me as the problem? Does it frame somebody else as the problem? Or, or, or am I looking at it like everything's going right here, nothing's going wrong? Are you being gentle? Now, there are not always times where you can be gentle. When I, you know, like I've grabbed my children out of the middle of the road in front of oncoming traffic, not particularly concerned with being gentle. 
okay? When imminent danger is around, we're not concerned with being gentle, but that is not the vast majority of the time. And I very much hope that is not the majority of the time while you're in your HACCP planning process, <laughs> okay? Then the next question um, in light is H, and the question is, is it helpful? Is what you are doing actually gonna be helpful? Or are you creating drama to solve rather than just like doing the work and letting the work be hard? Okay, we like to, we, we, we like to solve drama as opposed to like sitting with our negative feelings. So if what you are thinking about as a solution to the problem of overwhelm or whatever, it looks like a lot of extra work and you can't draw a line between creating stakeholder value and doing that work it might not be helpful and the i mean the one like this that i love the example of this that i love is you know you are ready to make a you know like a new offer whatever um you know you're rewriting your menu you're creating a new product and your first thing is, instead of getting out and talking to customers and asking customers to buy whatever it is that you're selling, I'm going to rewrite my website, okay? I have totally done that. I have been there. Rewriting your website when you're doing a menu redesign is not helpful. Redesigning the menu, printing it out on a piece of paper, and putting it on a selection of diners and seeing what they order, that's helpful. <laughs> Figuring out what questions they have. That's helpful. That builds trust and credibility amongst your stakeholders, okay? So in your solution to the problem, figure out what's helpful, uh, okay? And then finally, the T in light stands for trust. Does the answer that you are creating build trust and credibility with yourself first, okay? Does it build trust and credibility? And sometimes if you're being gentle with yourself, you are building trust and credibility. Sometimes when you're not being gentle with yourself, you are building trust and credibility. So it's not, you know, it's not like ipso facto, one follows from the other. But are you building trust and credibility? Do you have your own back? And you'll notice when you ask yourself this, these questions, especially around something as prosaic as process flow diagramming, all your excuses will fall away and then you'll actually be able to show up to the process of process flow diagramming, okay? Because it's really not all that hard. Process flow diagramming is theme and variations on receive stuff, store stuff. Pack, like like process your stuff, okay? Whether you know you're weighing it, you're weighing you know ingredients, you're mixing, you're making batters, all of that stuff. That's where most of your product is actually made is in the process stuff step. You're going to package and label stuff. You're going to do finished product storage, and then you are going to distribute stuff. It's a six step process. Now, for most of you, you're going to want to start at uh, receive stuff, okay? What needs to be refrigerated? What doesn't need to be refrigerated? So refrigerated versus shelf stable. What about allergens? Are you receiving allergens? Does that need to be a separate step in your process flow diagram? Different companies will have different answers to this. Heck, I answer this differently for different companies that I work with, okay? So um, really sit down and, and, and write this stuff out because you are not writing the Bible. Okay, we went through water, we went through strive, and we went through light to get your brain in a position 
so that you could do this work. But the process of writing is rewriting, whether it's a process flow diagram or you're writing the great American novel, all right? So when you are writing your process flow diagram, and we are gonna cover this a lot next week, all that I want you to do this week so that you can come back next week with a process flow diagram is to look at um, whether or not you've actually gotten anything written down, okay? So do not dilly-dally over all the perfect steps. Do not put your sanitation steps in there. Everybody likes to do that. I'm not 100% sure why, but your sanitation does not belong in your process flow diagram, okay? Receive stuff. So for a, for a, uh, a USDA um, meat and poultry HACCP, it looks a lot like receive meat, receive non-meat ingredients, store meat, store non-meat ingredients, all right? And then a lot of times we trim, um, we do our, some, you know, with a lot of my clients, we, after we um, get the meat out of the refrigerator and we start processing, there's an acid wash, all right? You just gotta figure out what it is that you do. And if you don't know all the steps, of course that's what the meat and poultry has of class is all about, but um, if you don't know what all the steps are, do the very best you can. Come back next week with questions, okay? And I'll be going over, so DM me questions. Um, I will be bringing your questions to the fore when we talk about um, verifying your process flow diagram next week, okay? And having something written is, is I mean, you're like 80% of the way there, okay? Don't let the software cabalix you. I mean, draw it out on a piece of paper for heaven's sakes and then figure out how to do it. I have written process flow diagrams in Excel, in Word, and in PowerPoint, and they're equivalent in Google, um, in, in the Google uh, uh, software universe. So what is, what is that? Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Presenter, maybe? <laughs> um, it's easiest in like getting the actual diagram right. It's probably easiest in PowerPoint. <laughs> I have actually back in the beginning of when I was doing this, I had a state inspector say, you can't submit this in PowerPoint. I was like, please show me chapter and verse where it says I have to submit my HACCP plan in Word. And lo and behold, he could not. And so we submitted it in PowerPoint. And he passed it and it was fine. Um, so, so don't get cabalixed with the, the software. You're going to want to write it out on a pen and paper to begin with anyway, or even a pencil and paper to begin with anyway, okay? So the the once, you know, the, the outside steps, the receive stuff, um, store stuff is gonna be the same for a lot of you. Then package and label, uh, finished product storage and distribution, also the same for a lot of you. It's that intervening process stuff that's gonna be the most hard that you're gonna to wanna to spend your most time on. Find the things that make the most sense for you. Don't write yourself into a corner, okay? If you don't always do it, try and find, like if you don't always do a step, try and write your process flow diagram so that that step is optional. All right, it's totally possible. Send me your questions so that I can answer them next week. All right, and we will um, and we will be going over that next week. So your call to action, my friends, as I said at the top of the uh, at the top of the hour, uh, is to actually write your process flow diagram. All right, feel free to DM me. Come onto the proofing box, take a picture of it, and I will look at it on the proofing box uh, this week. All right, so. 
that's what I have for you. If you are a veteran and you heard our announcement, find me, come talk to me. I would love to have you in my community. I am so proud to put that out there. Go out, be amazing, my friends. Build wealth and community, and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert.